the back, hard sides, Spun is there, coming out to the finish, street sides, here comes Carlin, Carlin surging, street sides in deep water, too close to call, too close to call. Hi, I'm Nick. And I'm Vinny, and this is episode two of Too Close to Call. Uh, today's episode, we're going to go over the six races in the mandatory pick six payout on Saturday at Gulfstream Park that ends with the Curlin Florida Derby. Weird, uh, weird sponsor this year for the Florida Derby, but we'll live with it. Hey, man, it's not run happy. So. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. It's not, it's not run happy. So we should all be for that. I'll so, be honest. I don't believe Curlin ever ran at Gulfstream, but you know, it's fine. It's fine, yeah, man. I don't think he did. I, I don't think he did either. Thinking back on his uh, on his races, but yeah. yeah, that's fine. I mean, Run Happy never never ran in most of the races he was sponsoring. So I know. Uh, so how's uh how's quarantine life treating you dude i am social distancing myself that's what i'm doing uh but yeah no it's it's different you know working from home uh you know i I have to go in occasionally for like half days but it's it's definitely different you know but how's it going for you oh man i am bored (laughs) i am i am bored man my job does not have much i can do from home and I had a PowerPoint 101 training today, which, I mean, I think a, like a five-year-old knows how to use PowerPoint. So it's been rough. Well, you know what? It's so rough that this weekend we still have horse racing, man. So they just announced, uh, I know Benny brought it up, that the Rainbow Pick 6 is going to be a mandatory payout. So that's always nice. Um, kind of have a feeling that this might be the last day for Gulfstream, even though they didn't make it official yet. Um, but yeah, we get the Florida Derby, we get uh, a ton of stakes races, 14 total races on the card. And like I was telling you, the you know, or texting earlier, the smallest field is 10. So I mean, it, it, there's no you know easy races in here, and uh, it's going to be some solid payouts for sure. Yeah, Gulfstream. Well, once again, Gulfstream came through and put together a very good card. This is this is a great card, card from top down. Uh, we're like we said earlier, we're only going to be covering the last the last six races, but the whole card is really good. And if you're definitely a day, you should follow. You should at least just follow along with the races because there should be some very good finishes. Oh, for sure. Especially with what three, no four, four of the six are going to be turf races. It's always tricky um, playing that Gulfstream turf. I, I usually like front end speed to be honest when I'm playing some Gulfstream turf. So when I'm looking at the pick six, pick four, daily double, whatever sequence, I always usually want to make sure I have the front end speed on that ticket because you never know someone's left loose and they can hold over at Gulfstream. Oh yeah, front uh, speed, lone speed on the turf is da- pretty much dangerous anywhere. I, I don't, I think there's very few tracks where you you really don't want that front end speed. But for the most part, for the most part, lone speed on the turf is like an you automatically should use it. Agreed on that. Agreed on that for sure. Then the two dirt races, we have the two what would be normal last preps before the Derby and the Oaks. Uh, the Gulfstream Park Oaks and the Florida Derby. Uh, now a little bit different with the scheduling. 
Uh, so, but the Oaks is what got 14 horses in it. I'm assuming a couple also eligibles, but by two. And then the Florida Derby's got 13 with one also eligible. So full fields, like I said earlier, and, uh, it's just a heads up because it's 14 races, uh, post time is at 1130 Eastern. So just be keen on that as well. Yeah. If you're planning on playing from, if you like the early races, just make sure you're, make sure you're tuning in early. But yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see how this uh, where the winners of the Florida Derby and the uh, the Gulfstream Park Oaks uh, end up next because I mean the, the Derby and Oaks aren't until September now, so you we'll know see where they we'll see where they where they go after this. We're in we're in uncharted waters. I know you never know. They may all head up over to Oakland, and because that's now been moved to the first Saturday of May, uh, you know that'd be an interesting Oakland. And I know. It's a pretty big purse too, if I if I remember. A million, a million so, dollars for the yeah, uh, yeah. I know it's a million dollars for the uh, Arkansas Derby. So yeah, that could so, be that would be, you know, that'd Oklahoma, be a crazy double. Right, and you never know. Oakland may you know benefit from the coronavirus now, getting a ton of horses. Maybe a winner or like a second place horse out of here, or maybe some high you know higher like say if Tis the Law, which I'm not going to say is, but say Tis the Law you know misses the board. Maybe they go over to Arkansas and say, hey, we need some derby points. We don't have enough, and maybe they send them. But who yeah. knows? We'll see what happens. Everything changes by after this race. But um, on that, I, you know, we're going to go over the pick six, but we were, I, I feel like there was some talk on Twitter about rolling pick threes and um, playing doubles, and I just wanted to kind of key on, even though we'll play a pick six or a pick, you know, maybe a pick five, if there's a sequence of two or three races, I definitely like playing a heavy uh, daily double in the mix of that. Um, because the last thing you want to do, um, for instance, I played on Thursday for the, uh, the the Rainbow Six, and you know I got five out of six. Now if I didn't play anything under, you know, inside that, I'd end up with no money. You know what I'm saying? So it's good sometimes when you feel like you have a, a key on a couple races, so you can continue to cash tickets um but you know not to do it every race but you know ones that you feel really highly confident on uh i think that's always key to do that yeah playing doubles and pick threes inside of the bigger sequences it it definitely definitely as long as you're hitting them it definitely helps when like even if you go like you said if you go five or six but you hit the pick three you hit the early pick three in that sequence it's like usually that pick three should pay for your ticket if you're playing, like, as long as it's not too choggy, but mm-hmm. you, Agreed. yeah, in like the doubles, I mean, I know, I know you've posted some of your doubles hits that you have, that you have, and those are in the middle of sequences. And honestly, doubles and pick threes are kind of where we, I feel like we make our, make a lot of oh, our, our money. Def- definitely. It's the wheelhouse for sure. Because yeah. well, I, I hate picking winners and having like, pl- for instance, playing an exact or a triple, and I got the winner in three straight races, yet I'm first, third, and fourth. And somehow second, you know, the second, the horse that came in second maybe came up the rail or the, you know, or was coming full out. And the horse that came in third knew he wasn't going to win. Maybe they pull up a little bit, save him for next race. And now, you know, you're kind of SOL, even though you, you're picking winners. So um, playing doubles and pick threes allows you to just focus on, who's going to win the race and cashing in on that. And when there's 
heavy, heavy favorites, and there's chances that you can see a bomb steal it, that's where the payout is, not not the underneath. Right, right, exactly, exactly. So let's uh, so let's say we dive in here and we got six races to cover. Yeah. Uh, first race is the uh, race nine with post time of around three thirty is the uh, Sand Spring the Sand Spring Stakes. Yeah. For four year old. Yeah, four-year-old Philly. Yeah, four-year-old Phillies. Mm-hmm. Four-year-olds and up Phillies, one mile on the turf. And uh, newspaper of record uh, makes her uh, four-year-old debut. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, this is this is a one to start the sequence where I feel like I, I feel like you're gonna get her at a at a decent price here because I I feel like she, even though she's she's morning line nine to five. Mm-hmm. I can't see her going much lower than like like six to five here. Uh, and, dude, I'm, yeah. And I I mean I know a lot of people are probably going to be against her, just trying to trying to beat her off those. Her last her three year old year was not good, but she is cutting back to a mile today, which I mean that's where she won the juvenile filly at Churchill was at a mile. Uh, if you followed us last year, I was. I was hoping they would cut her back. So I'm actually very excited that they're cutting her back to a mile here. But I'm curious of who's going to ride her now because uh, it was supposed to be Javier. But uh, Javier uh, tested positive for uh, coronavirus, so he's not going to be on any of his mounts on Saturday. So we'll uh, we'll see if they maybe I, – I know a few of the – few of the big names aren't riding currently. So I think it would be very interesting to see who Chad Brown gets to ride, ride newspaper of record. I know. And her usual rider is I read Ortiz who has decided to um, sit out until this has all settled. Um, so that Javier was next. Uh, they'll find someone. Um, I'm trying to look who the jockeys are. Is, um, does Johnny, maybe. Does you- did Johnny got him out in this race? Let me see. I don't. I'm not sure. I don't. He uh, doesn't. I bet. Yeah, I bet it's. I bet it's Johnny, or maybe even. Uh, yeah, I, I. I bet I can see John Velasquez picking up that mount. Yeah, or even you know, uh, Flangeru because he's on the also eligible. So he's also. Yeah, he's on the nine. Always also on Angel. You're yeah. right. Yeah. yeah. We'll we'll see. I don't think it's going to be too difficult to ride her. Get her up close. Um, she's not that difficult of a ride. Uh, but I mean. She should beat this class, man. I think it's a good set for her. The only horse that I kind of like was um, Zofeli, or you know, the number two horse here for you know, Walsh. Rosario gets them out. I I like her. Oh, she. We'll see. I at nine to five. If that creeps up, because I think you're you're thinking that it might creep down. I think it might creep up. Oh, I think she'll creep. I think that one will that, creep up. There's a couple maybe others. Two, two to one, five to two. That's because there's so many horses. I mean, we had an also eligible, so it's gonna be a full full race of twelve, at least. Um, I don't really see any scratches here. So, dude, it's it's dangerous because what happens if she just wires this field and that's all you have to do is just uh, that's an easy. Solo, if you feel that way, I mean, that's gutsy to start the pick six. I'll probably go only two deep. Uh, if it's me, I'd probably go two and five. I don't want to go too crazy with this with the start. Yeah, I think there's other speed in here for uh, to go out with newspaper records early. Uh, Val Victorian 
is should go to the lead. She's dropping it. She's another one. She's dropping in class today. Uh, not sure. Not sure how she'll do against against a horse like Newspaper of Record, but she loves the Gulfstream Park turf. Uh, she's got Paco, who uh, you know a lot of people criticize him, but he's aggressive early and he gets his horses. He gets his horses to the wire. So. Yeah, like, I think that probably especially from the 12 post, I think Val Victorian has to go. Uh, Jakarta, I think, is going to go uh, for Maker, stretching out on the turf, uh, uh, sired by Bustin Stones. I don't know how long this one's going to last, but she's run. Look at you look at her past uh, like opening quarter, opening half miles, 22, 22, 21, 21, and then 44, 46, 44, 45. Mm-hmm. Like she, that horse, she's going to go. I, I don't know if she's going to last, but I mean, I, I, it really does set up for newspaper of records. If she knows how to rate at all at this point to just sit behind those two and make one and make a big move turning for home. Cause if she kicks clear, she's. I think she's the most talented. But if she doesn't, there's definitely others in here that could pick up the pieces. Yeah, it could, you could sell man ballot Victorian. I, the only reason why is because I really do believe, like you were saying, um, Jakarta is is going to be the lead without a doubt. Um, she's going to put up some stupid fractions. Um, it's just who can settle right behind it and not go too fast. Uh, where they can't, you know, finish the race uh, successfully. You could sell me a valid uh, Victorian, I, Valadorian. Um, I just not, I don't know. When mares get up to six, six years old, uh, you start to wonder if they're just going to start to dwindle down. Her last race wasn't anything to brag brag about. So, oh no, I, you know I what I'm saying. You wonder, yeah, you wonder if if she's starting to turn where she wants to be a mother at this point. So it's just something, something to keep an eye on, but um, like, I, you don't want You don't want to be kicked out in the first leg. I do understand that. Uh, I, I think uh, I, depending, I think the wise guy horse in this race, honestly, is going to be uh, get mother a rose. I think this horse checks all the boxes here to, if you don't, if you don't like newspaper and record, Mm-hmm. Uh, she's coming off a win. She's coming off a win here at a mile in the in the Honey Fox. Yeah, Fox where she ran very good. She, you know, she's second time second time going the mile uh, this year. She's got a nice stalking style. I, you look at her races, like yeah, she it looks like she's sitting kind of far back, but not not really. Like well, her last she was fifth, but she was only fifth by two. So mm-hmm. I think th- I think she's one of those horses that could sit back. Like you know, a couple lengths off, the, like a quit a very hot pace, and she might just get first jump on them if uh, if newspaper of records doesn't fire. I think that I think give me give Mother a Rose is the next most likely winner besides. Uh, it for those that play the exactas and the trides, I definitely would not take her off of those tickets. Um, I, I just think she's not in the same class it's just me i, I mean i could be wrong uh, i agree, but I, I agree with you. i, agree I, with I you. just i just we're talking uh newspaper record I, i'm really debating depending on the ticket structure i might even solo the horse um but we'll see how it is i'm not 
I really I think, I, it's, uh, I think it's very it's tough. tough. I think she's a very, especially if you like want to get to the later races in the sequence. I think she's a very tough solo, considering that her three-year-old year was just awful. I mean, she awesome. the Edgewood. I agree. The, I, she should have won the like Concrete Rose. Granite became a monster, and she'll be back this year too. And uh, Cambier Park, who uh, won the Wonder again, did end up winning a couple big races last year as well. So it's not like she lost to some bad horses, but I mean, she just like there in the Edgewood and the Wonder again. I mean, she was home free, and then the anchor just came out. <laughs> <laughs> and then the the Belmont Oaks was just I just draw a line through the Belmont Oaks. That was that was just a she was yeah. just right she was right okay. before they got her in the gate and it was just bad. Yeah, we're talking about grade ones, you know, graded stakes constantly, and you got these other horses that are just coming out of allowance optional claimers. Grade threes is the highest they've ever you know ever run competitively, if you will. Um, so. Class-wise on turf, sometimes I kind of give the edge uh, for sure when people are dropping down because, again, a lot of it's pace-oriented. But we'll see. You know, I, I might throw in, like I said, I might throw in uh, Sofeli. Uh, you never know. But I don't want to go too much, especially because if I see newspaper records go, I'm back from her breeders. Yeah, you, not a Then you're like, it's, then it's you're not like a... you went three or four deep, and you're like, great, Chad Brown on the turf, wasted right, money. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. It's, it's going to be one. Of, it's going to be one of those. It's going to be one of those races. But definitely keep an eye on the board with her. If, mm-hmm. if she, especially like the show pool, if she gets pounded, if she gets pounded yeah. in the show pool, she's probably re- she's probably ready off the bench. If she doesn't, uh, I would, I would be a little more hesitant about singling her. Yeah, but well, you know what? That's the beauty. It's the start of it, so you kind of get a preview before you you're too late. You know right, what I mean? Right. And also, I know it's not in the sequence, but keep an eye on the doubles from race eight to race nine and see how True. low she, how low they are. True. That's a so, very good tip too. Yeah. yeah. So let's move on to uh, to the second race in that sequence, the uh, Green Three Orchard. It's a uh, mile and three eighths for four year old for four year old fillies on the turf. And I think this race is I think there's really only a couple logical horses you can use here in this race. I I think who you can on? Who are you looking at? I like I like Mean Mary. She was very impressive last time out uh, for Grand Motion, going a mile and a half. She went gate to wire. Uh again today looks uh, on paper at least right now she looks like she's lone speed and like she was she was lone speed last time uh so if she gets out again by herself she's already shown that she can easily she can easily win a race being lone speed uh she's two for two on the Gulfstream park turf so not too not too concerned about that either um I know you like you said you liked uh, Gentle Ruler. I'll let you talk about Gentle Ruler. So Gentle Ruler will definitely have to come off the pace, and uh, she's going to need. With that being said, she's going to need a little bit of speed. What do you see? The only one I don't know is about is Irissa. Irissa technically might just go out and run stupid fractions but they just took the blinkers off so now i'm wondering are they going to raid her so i'm having issue with 
who's where the pace is going to be in this race. Um, so whenever it's a question to me, then I just go with, you know what, who's going to run the last final quarter mile whenever I have a problem with it. Cause I'm like, you know what the horses, I'm not sure where they're going to be in the backstretch, but I can tell you who's going to be the fastest one coming home. And I'm just going to pray that they're there. I'm not tossing Mean Mary. I think I agree. Mean Mary is definitely a horse that you need to have on your ticket and you're crazy not to. Um, the fact that three to one is the odds on Mean Mary is kind of crazy. I love Saez on the turf, especially at Gulfstream. But yeah, General Ruler is probably would be my top pick. If I had to go, you know, one, two, I'll probably just use the two of them. Um, there are a couple other horses that I'm, I, I kind of like. Uh, you could maybe sell me on Cap de Cruz, uh, Rosario Pletcher. Um, maybe I just it's tough. You know, I think I think she's got some early speed, so she'll be in the mix. She won't have any traffic trouble. Um, and it, maybe it depends how. Again, if, when we we get into deeper races you know um scratches happen and everything like that maybe i throw her in just in case but uh other than that i'm probably just using four and five here yeah she is i i can't play i can't play her the cap the cruise i think she she's i feel like we know what she is Uh, she's decent i think she's gonna need i think she's gonna need one of the top top couple in here not to run their best race to win in personally, I, I uh, agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. It's just it was more of a it's a more of a safety yeah. if 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 you know crap hit the fan if you will. But uh, yeah. again, I my, want to make sure that you're going you're trying to win six straight races and some at some point you're gonna you're gonna look at your final ticket and you're gonna be like you know what I want to add just you want to run the scenarios. I feel like sometimes people just pick their top horses and go. Run the scenarios out, run the race out maybe in your head and go, if this happens, let's do this. If this happens, all right, this is where the horse is. So I I understand what you're saying. Me, Mary, she's there, you know, general ruler, in my opinion, they win nine out of the 10 races, the two of them. Uh, You just don't want to get kicked out right away is, you know, where I'm kind of getting. Yeah, I I think the third horse I would use in here is Elizabeth Way. Who I had I had I've had her in her last in her two North American starts. She looks good. She's been running really good here. Uh, especially there are two races at Gulfstream. No question, this one's going to be able to get the distance with the pedigree. Sired by Frankel uh, uh, out of a uh, Giants Causeway Dam. Paco's back aboard for the third time. Went from a maiden to a Grade Three. Won e won the Grade Three easily. I think if you're looking to beat the top the top two, I think this is your I think this is the the wise guy horse here. But mm-hmm. it's very different. Post. I'm just um yeah, Bad I'm curious. Post, right. Man. I'm curious of what kind of race you know, her first race with Paco, she mm-hmm. she didn't break well, so Paco sat her back and she won easily. The next or the grade the grade three last time out. Paco just put her on the lead and ran her like she was the best horse. And it's like, you know, like if she, if she's going to press the pace, okay. All of a sudden then me and Mary's not the best, but I, she's got a good kick coming down the lane too. So mm-hmm. I think, I think she's one that's probably going to find, find her way onto my ticket. Um, especially, or if she doesn't find my, her way onto my 
like on my pick six on my pick six ticket where I, I might go I'm thinking of going short here here she's one that I'll probably crush in the doubles and hope that mm-hmm. hope she gets home especially with like newspaper of record in the race before like you're gonna get for I mean you're probably gonna get favorite over third third choice and that double will probably pay pay around 20 bucks for the dollar with her because mean mary and gentle ruler will get pounded mm-hmm. i'll take I'll, that's something i'll play but yeah she would be the third she'd probably be the third one on my on my ticket and more i look at her probably i'm probably going to include her on everything yeah i'm glad you brought that up because i was going to bring that up in the in the following race where um i feel like i'm gonna if i don't solo in the pick six um with newspaper record i will hammer uh a pick three and a heavy pick three like a ten dollar one where i go i'm gonna solo newspaper record i'll put three or four horses um in the orchard and then i'm gonna solo in the oaks and we'll get to that uh briefly that that's where you're you're looking at it and you're like hey you know what at least if i get through the first three races how i view view it I'm cashing, and then the rest is bonus. Um, but so I'm glad you brought that up, then. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, I think this race is much. I think this is one of the more simpler races, even though it's not too. It's really not that simple. I think this is one of the more straightforward races in the sequence, though. So we'll move on here to uh, race number eleven, the mile and a sixteenth Gulfstream Park Oaks for three-year-old fillies for. Uh, Kentucky Oaks points, but again, Kentucky Oaks is being run uh, September 4th now, so be interesting to see where these horses come out of, go from here. But we have a we got a nice rematch here between uh, Tonalist Shape and, and uh, Spice is Nice, who uh, Spice is Nice ended up going off under even money last time out in the Navona Dale, and Tonalist Shape answered answered a ton of questions and ended up winning the stay undefeated at five for five. Where are you, uh, where are you looking here, Nick? All right. So I had tonalist of shape on top and I knew that horse, that Philly was winning without a doubt. I was so high. And I'm saying this because spice is nice is going to win this race by three, maybe four lengths. Without question. Um, she wants the added distance. She's going to love the two turns. And this is my solo. When I was talking about my pick three before, in the sequence, without a doubt, solo. I'm not even, I'm not going to play around with it. I'm not going to question it. You just, spice is nice, is the lock. So that's how I, I mean, that's how I feel about it. Even betting, you know, uh, tonalist is shaped. She ran her best race. Now it's time for Tonal, or it's now time for Spice is Nice. Yeah, I I agree with you here. Uh, I agree with you here on that. I I also really like Spice is Nice. I I didn't think the Devona Dale effort it wasn't it wasn't great, but I don't think it was bad, especially since Tonal is shape ended up really being alone on the lead and got the set of softer really got the set of softer pays. I think there is a little more speed in here today that will keep her company up lot. front, especially especially if the 
like if the third if the thirteen draws in, I will like I I would be more confident if the thirteen drew in because I think the thirteen is just a speed speed ball. But yeah, I mean Lake Avenue coming is coming from Aqueduct. Uh, Lake Avenue has speed, even though she looked she did not look good in her four in her uh, in her three year old debut. But yeah, there's there's a lot more speed in here than there was that day in the Devona Dale. So I, I'm with you with Spice is nice. Uh, another one where I'm curious to see who is going to uh, pick up the mount because another hobby yeah. air mount. But uh, yeah, it would be really it would be really nice to see. Uh, this was bred by uh, this one was bred by Bobby Flay. So yeah. I know he doesn't own he doesn't own this one he doesn't own this one sold it for for over a million but. Would be nice to see Bobby Flay uh, breeding get a little, get some get some good get some good rep with uh, with a Kentucky Oaks horse. I definitely agree, and dude, she wants so much more distance. That's what's crazy, oh, you know. Yeah. And like, so when she won her first race by three miles, um, <laughs> she uh, it was at a mile. They kept her at a mile. I feel it was more for a setup. This is only a mile and a 16th, but it's two turns. And that's where I feel like this horse compared to the others, it's just like, this is where I need to be run. She's going to be written. So whoever's on the on the mile, you're going to see, they're going to make a turn. It, it's going to be such a clear win. It's not even funny. So playing against is crazy. I do know where people might be like, there's a lot of pace now because Spice Nice is obviously going to be close. Um, maybe do I try to get a, a deep closer? I think that's just, uh, you know, bad money spent. Uh, keep it simple here. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think I'm sticking with spice is nice as well. Um, so, all right, let's move on to, uh, the fourth race in the sequence, the, uh, grade two Pan American, uh, mile and a mile and a half on the turf for, uh, four year olds and up. And, and, this race has got this race got uh it's got some good horses in here, but I mean all eyes are gonna be on Zulu Alpha. I you agree. Know, I think looks I, I think Zulu Zulu Alpha is just I three mean, to five. Three to five I mean three, three to five morning lines, which means like two to five. Exactly. Yeah, I mean uh, come on. I I mean I this is this is one of those races where Zulu Alpha is going to be a single on 80% of t- multi-race tickets, uh, no matter if it's your, the pick, the pick three or the pick four or the pick, like pick six in the sequence, he's going to be the single. And is he that, like, I think he's, I really think he's that good. Um, at least for what's left of the Amer the, the American, like older turf, uh, division. I I don't see I really don't see much in here that is gonna that could beat him. I I know Channel Cat had the Bowling Green win last year at Saratoga and hasn't won since. I would I would be shocked. I'd be shocked if he could beat him. He just finished eight lengths behind him in the uh, behind Zulu Alpha in the Pegasus uh, in the Pegasus Turf back in January. Uh, uh, Spooky Channel won a grade three here, two back. I, I just, I don't see it. I think this is, this is going to be a majority single, but are you going to single them? I can't. I can't. Oh, I just, this is when, 
in a sequence like this, everyone's going to single here. Um, and I got to use... Because right now I'm already singled one. I'm going like two deep, two deep. And three to five is just not enough. I, I, I'm going to use, I think, three in here. Um, obviously, I'm not tossing Zulu Alpha, so there's one. Uh, Channel Cat. So Channel Cat was big on during the Saratoga meet because the horse went out to the lead. All right. Uh, I have a feeling being on the rail, you got no other choice. You got to go send out. Maybe Channel Cat sets a, ra- a pace where it's too difficult, you know, at that point to get past. And I mean, yeah, Zulu Alpha has been winning, but let's not pretend that Zulu Alpha is bricks and mortar. Um, I, I feel like it's a very so- very solid horse. I don't want to, like, discount it. But at the same time, it's not someone that I'm just saying, like, yes, this is this is the horse to beat. Or, like, or in this race, yes, but not, like, in the quality of just consistency, constantly winning. Uh, I just don't see Zulu Alpha being that kind of horse. I don't know what your thoughts on. I just, he just, he's, he is very consistent. And like you said, he's not bricks and mortar. I don't think we're going to have that bricks and mortar type horse this year, unless, unless Chad's got some monster on the bench. That but that's debut. what I'm trying to say is, it's like, you can constantly pop out like, on um, like ridiculously big wins. I mean, how, what, we got one, two he, wins, two wins, three wins in the last five, uh, it, uh, three in the last seven, like this horse isn't consistently winning. I don't remember the last time I had a three win win streak. So can he do it again? And at three, yeah, the, the other, I mean, I think it's, it's definitely tough because you think he's going to come back to even, even if he comes back to earth though, like he ran a one Oh, like if you're a buyer guy, he ran 107 and 106 in those two wins. His last, like, he's run a hundred plus buyer in his last what six at least mm-hmm. six or seven races. Yeah. Nobody, nobody else in this group is is doing that. That's the other. That's the thing is that like, like you said, Channel Cat has run has run a few low Channel, hundreds. Yeah. Yep. So uh, Channel Cat's run a few low hundreds. Uh, Focus Group has a has a couple like mid to high nineties and a low a low hundred, but. He's kind of just the best of what's left, and I don't, you know, I I think it's very hard to play against a horse like that. Even though, like you, like he could bounce, but like, like what? Some of these horses, like what? Like Prince of Prince of Arabia, if that horse finishes in front of him, like it's like like there's no way, there's no way that Zulu Alpha would even bounce twenty points here for that. But you, it doesn't have to bounce if someone then steps up. So the second, the third horse that I'm using, because I mentioned that I'm using Channel Cat, and then I'm using um, obviously Zulu Alpha, because not a, not an idiot here. But I'm using Spooky Channel, um, another Eng- English Channel horse, both with you know Channel Cat being as well. Uh, horse won its last mile and a half race, Grade Three. That's who I'm going to try to steal it. I feel like that's the bomb. That breaks up all the tickets. We're at 20 to 1. Leperu gets them out. And uh, we'll see. But Zulava beats me, beats me, but I still have him on the ticket. You know what I'm saying? And when you have a heavy favorite in a 10 horse, mile and a half turf race at Gulfstream Park, 
this is the this is the opportunity to bust it wide open. Yeah, I think Gallium Mass is really the only other horse here I would use. I'm not big on Channel Cat like you are. I don't like Spooky Channel. I, I'll let that horse beat me again. Um, focus Group kind of not pleased that he's now out of the Chad Brown barn. So probably not going to take it. Probably won't use him. So just Gallium Mass and Zulu Alpha for me here. Okay, so now we're going to go on to race 13, the fifth race in the pick six sequence. The grade three Appleton for four-year-olds and up. And I think this is the toughest race in the sequence. By far. By far. Not, it's... <laughs> I think this is the toughest race in the sequence, and I'm going to be honest with you. On my pick six ticket, I mean, I'm going to use all – I will use all 12 here and hope for scratches. I am I, – I do like – I do like – I do like a couple horses more than the others, but this is a, I feel like this is a race, even just looking at the morning line, where you have seven to two, Selmbaye is the is the morning line favorite. You're gonna get a four to one horse here as your as your favorite. Like this race is gonna pay no matter what. And this is not the race that you wanna get knocked out on, in my opinion. Because this race, it doesn't matter who even if Selmbaye wins at seven to two. That's gonna like that's still providing a ton of value in that pick six sequence. So this race is exactly why I'm playing a pick three in the first sequence. So please, if you don't normally do it, do it here. Um, English B ran one hell of a race last time out. Uh, does she bounce? Because or sorry, does he bounce at this point? Uh, Hammurabi. Uh, I don't know. Consistent horse for sure. Not a problem there. But so is March to Arch. Um, Bali Rocks could do it. Uh, Murad could do it. Uh, Smart Remark. I don't know. The layoff kind of bothers me a little bit on this one. Um, only because last time uh, Smart Remark came off the layoff from two to three and from three to four. That was actually his uh, his worst race, so maybe I could toss him. But now what? We're we're through six horses, and I only tossed one. So I, I know what you're saying, man. It, it's tough. I'm not big on social paranoia. Um, I'm not big on Dr. Edgar. Loud for bombs is capable, especially the last time out, and it was a pretty good race. So I, I know what you're saying now. If you gun to my head on this one, I think I'm going to go. Oh, dude, I don't. <laughs> right. Just um, let it shoot. El Tormenta and like so, so close, so close. I would go with her over um, March to Arch. But again, I do. It's just it's such a tough race. You're not wrong. I think you're gonna have to go at minimum seven deep, and that's being that's being so nice. And that's when you really have to look at the ticket structure. Like I was saying before, when you're you know like should we use two? Should I solo in the first? It depends on how much money you have in your you know your bankroll, if you will, for this race, and say hey, you know what, Just hit the all button. 
Yeah, I like I I agree with you. I love March the Arch. It, the horse doesn't always win, but I always use this horse. Probably going to be my top pick in here. Um, I actually do like Social Paranoia. I think he's I, I think he's got I think he's going to have a good year year for uh, for Pletcher. A louder than bombs. A horse. It just like this is why I'm going to hit the all button here. I don't like this horse at all, but this horse is just consistently finishing near near the money. Um, last time out, just missed uh, in the Canadian turf at nearly fifty to one against a against a like against a similar field basically. Um, Sombaye, I had last. I, I like Sombaye last time. Time going to get a similar price on him today. Uh, Mr. Mm-hmm. Do- Mr. Dumas ran ran well in that last race at a like four to one. Today you're getting twelve to one, twelve to one morning line on him. Like I, I just like you said, like there's so many horses in here with like the scenarios where they they could easily win because they've all been racing pretty much against each other. So I'm just this is for a pick for the pick six. I do not want to get knocked out on this leg. Uh, <laughs> So I'm going to, I'm definitely, I'm definitely going to use the all button here, here on this leg. But if I'm going maybe a pick, if I'm doing, if I am playing like a double into the Florida Derby or a double from, uh, or a double from the last race, race, I'm, I'm going to use uh, March, uh, March to the arch and uh ball of rocks on that, on, on those. Cause I think those two would be my top two, my top two. Uh, and then social paranoia would be my third. Yeah, my only thing on social paranoia and why I'm like kind of strong on her is this is a one mile race, and that's not his specialty. You know, mile and five sixteenths, mile and three sixteenths, mile and a quarter, mile and eighth for the last four distances. Mm-hmm. This is a whole new ball game, um, and that you've got to almost find a specialist. And that's just, I, I, you know, first primo is even a horse that I kind of look at a little bit underneath as well. Um, horses oh. that consistently like the one mile is, uh, is where I'm kind of going to lean towards in these races. Uh, the outside post is the only reason why it scares me a little bit. And it's kind of why I'm like eh, El Tormenta, like, eh, but you're not going to, like you said before, you're not going to be wrong with March to Arch, March to the Arch is a very consistent horse, a horse, you know, that's hasn't always found the winner's circle, uh, but found it already once this year. So you got to take that in consideration uh, and let's see what this five-year-old can do. Yeah. Yeah. I, like I said, like I, like you say, looking for a distance specialist, there's a lot in here that, that like this one mile distance. So again, I'm, if you if you can if you can here or unless unless you have a very strong opinion on somebody, I would I would use I would use all as many or as yeah, yeah or as many or as, as many ma- yeah, as ma- or yeah or as many if you have a very strong opinion though this is one of those races uh this is one of those races where if you have a strong a really strong opinion on a horse like a ball of rocks I would single if you have a strong opinion here this is a race actually I'd probably single and spread elsewhere. Because if you if you like one of these higher price horses in this race and you're that confident and they do get home, you're gonna knock out so many people on this ticket, like with that ticket. So uh, it's one of two. These are these kind of races go one of two ways. Either you single a very strong opinion or you just use you use a handful. 
All right, so we're I'm going to take the lead here on this one. We're going to finish up with race 14. It's the Curlin Florida Derby, grade one. We're going a mile and an eighth for some derby points here, 100 to the winner. And uh, let's see here, Vinny. I, I'm high on Independence Hall. All right, I like this horse from the start. I was kind of nervous watching, you know, his 2020 debut. But after what I saw he did at the at Tampa Bay, I, this horse is for real, man. The fact that he ran that close to the pace and still showed a winning move. So Volante had the you know perfect setup. So Volante is a very quality horse, as we both agree. And he, you know he took up the pieces, but then behind him was like 12 or 13 lengths for third place. So it's not like you know he ran a bad race. And I feel like this is this is the perfect spot. I feel like Florida is the only place where he's really going to enjoy a mile and an eighth, um, if there's any place. And I'm not a high I'm not high on Tisdala. I really am not, um, especially how you know how high I, I personally was on Greenlight Go and how bad he he's shown. And I think Etsy Indian has stepped up. So I, I'm gonna go with Indy Hall. Indy Hall on this one. Let's say I'm I, I'm not an Indy Hall fan. I think I, I I can see a scenario where he runs well, but I've been against a lot of these Constitution horses stretching out this year, and I think last time him stretching out to the mile on the 16th showed that this horse does not want to go much farther. So I, I don't see, especially with other speed in here, like uh, Etad Indian, I, how, I don't see how he's going to get a mile and an eighth and it, be able to be able to hold off a horse like Tis the Law, who, yes, he is another constitution horse, but he's not one that needs the lead. So I'm, I'm not on him. I'm having, I was having a hard time here really picking out a horse. Uh, I'm, I think I'm going to actually land on Candy Tycoon, to be honest with you, which it sounds crazy, but I I think this horse is, I think he's, I think he's sitting on a big race. I know it took him five times to break his maiden. And he ran second in the Fountain of Youth to uh, Etan Indian, who was lone speed that day. I, that was, that, like, he won, he was very impressive, but he was lone speed. Candy Tycoon was not supposed to be in that race. He was supposed to run an allowance race uh, that didn't fill. So here's the spot that they were aiming for all along with him. Uh, dating back to last year, Pleasure said this was his best three-year-old or best two-year-old last year in his barn. Mm-hmm. So, oh, I I think he can I think he can step up, especially if there is. He showed last time that he can sit behind like he can sit behind the pace in in stock. Yes, he finished second by eight, but he picked off he picked off every other horse, and he outfinished some he outfinished some very good horses in the lane. So, I think if there's a if there should be more speed up front, front he can get there. Um, another horse in here who I do like like a bit, and I know you kind of like him too because he's on our fantasy team is uh, is Soros who. He's entered Friday, so we'll see if he runs on Friday instead. But he's a horse who's shown that he can rate. And with the amount of speed in here, here I 
I think one. I think the winner is going to come from a couple lengths behind behind at the half. All right, I'm glad you brought up Soros because I've been high on this horse for a long time. Uh, we took him in the third round in the uh, Racing Dudes Fantasy League. Uh, he's owned by the Eclipse Thoroughbreds Group, and they also own Independence Hall. And horses out of Commissioner. And it reminds me a lot of Commissioner who came in second in the Belmont. He had a light two-year-old campaign, and then as the three-year-old season turned on, he definitely became this huge horse. Uh, the trainer Delgado also had a horse called Mahesto, who came second to Nyquist in the Florida Derby. And it's just like, it seems like a very similar style horse where there's going to be a lot of big names going at it. And then all of a sudden you see this horse come up the rail and you're like, who's the number four? Well, the number four is Soros and that's going to be going off at 30 to one. So I like him underneath as well. A lot of people are kind of like in governor Morris and uh, I don't know what to do with this horse, man. What are your thoughts? My thoughts, I, he's, he is in the same boat as the other two uh, Constitution horses in here for me. I don't know how far he really wants to go, and until he shows how far he wants to go, I, you know, I like at eight morning line eight to one. If he stays around that, sure, I'll bite and I'll use him on a ticket. But he like his lone loss. He came in second in the Breeders' Futurity to Maxfield, who everyone's still waiting to come back. Um. Mm-hmm. He came in second. That was a mile in the 16th. His two wins, he's got a five-and-a-half furlong race in the slop at Saratoga where he just destroyed at, at way below even money. Well, I think he was uh, I think he was like four to five that day or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then his last race, he ran really good in his, his comeback race at Tampa, but he beat Untitled. And it seems like, like Untitled's kind of become like this benchmark horse that everybody's like a bunch of these – like horses have beaten at this point because they just keep trying to find spots for untitled and you can't seem to find the winner circle. So I don't really know how good that race was that like, yeah, you won on a mile, but I don't, like, I don't know how good that race was. So I, I just, I think there's a, I think there's going to be a wall with these constitution horses. Cause I don't think he got a lot of very, like very good mares this for, for his first crop. And they're winning, they're winning races. So I mean, going forward, Constitution is a sire. I think you really wanna, you wanna, you wanna star. But I just think some of these horses are gonna hit walls. And I, especially a mile and an eighth, eighth. I think this could be. I think this is gonna be a real test for some of these Constitution horses to see how far they really want to go. So I'm gonna stay away from them here, which it might be silly, but if I'm right. I'm going to get it. It's going to pay. So those so are my thoughts you, on them. If you're there, then I would assume you kind of like the horse called Aja Weed. Aja Weed ran his best race running a mile and an eighth. Didn't run that well, we'll just say, in the Sam F. Davis. But, hey, you know what? It's going back to a mile and an eighth. Maybe this is finally the distance where he gets to show his tactics. Yeah, I'm. I Aja Weed's gonna end up. Aja Weed's gonna end up on my tickets, especially if he's if he's above fifteen to one, which I think he's going to be. I agree, he will be. I, I I think he I think he needs. I think he's gonna be on my tickets. Um, issue is though is 
you know, the Rems, the Remsen was, eh. I mean, Shotsky came back to run. Okay. But mm-hmm. boy, his breeders futurity of the uh, awful Sam F Davis awful. I don't, I mean, I don't know if he needs, if he really just wants a mile and an eighth or go longer or if some, if he just liked Aqueduct. I could his, his, his races, his races. I mean, even, I mean, his maiden Saratoga wasn't great, but give it a, like he was wide. So, okay. But his races in New York, he's broke his maiden at Belmont. And then his race in Aqueduct, very, two very good races. Outside of that is Keeneland and Tampa efforts. Awful. So, I mean, I'm hesitant on him. He's, he's on the fence on my ticker right now. Um, I have candy, candy tycoon Soros. And really that's, I think I might just go, I really might just go too deep here. And (laughs) I I really 30 to one and 20 to one. I love it. I I might though. I don't, I'm not sold on Etad Indian. I I I get he destroyed that fountain of youth field. This uh, is the perfect bounce, man. That's, right. I didn't. I don't know if I didn't say it, but Eddie and Eddie, uh, however you say it, this horse sets up for a bounce so yes. bad. It's not even funny. And the fact that he got the 12 post, I know you say he won from the 11 last time. It's a different animal going a mile and an eighth. It's a different animal with this class of horses. It's a different animal when you have this many, this much speed. As seen on TV, Shaveri, uh, they're they're not gonna want to just sit back and go here, take the lead, enjoy it. Tis the law wants to be close. Independence Hall wants to be close. No one's gonna be like here. You can swoop right over and take it from us. It's a tough task, and it's gonna. I feel like it's gonna be too much. People are gonna hammer them, and I feel like this is the time to say let's play against hard. Uh, I agree, and actually, a third of the if I even went three deep, which I don't think I would here, uh, Shivery, I think I think he fits. I, I really think he fits. He they're taking the blinkers off, so I mm-hmm. think they're gonna expect him to relax. He like he was getting back. To, he went off as the favorite last time, lost bat, did not. It was not a good beat, but he did have a bat didn't have the best start came from behind. He is definitely going to have to improve, but I think this horse can get the distance. And I think he's just one of those. I don't know. I, I think he's better for using underneath with like supers and like supers and tries, Mm -hmm. but he's just a horse that doesn't quit. So I would not, I would not be shocked if, if coming or like coming around the turn for home, there's five across the track and he just, like he doesn't go, he just kind of stays the same pace, and he finishes in the money. I so I think at thirty to one, he's definitely an underneath horse that that makes sense here. But yeah, I I'm really against the top few in here. It's probably gonna bite me, but unless they are, unless they really are the goods, I'll I'll take a risk playing some playing some prices here. Um. On the pick six, on the pick six ticket though, depending, I might, I if there one of them was gonna win, I think it is Tis the Law. So I might throw Tis the Law on there as a saver, but I really don't want it. I really don't want to. I think I'm just gonna go with my two and hope for the best. After you there, I'm I'm probably going three deep. Oh, if I had, like you said, if I had to throw in, um. A uh, fourth horse, it would be Tis the Law. 
it depends again how deep we have to go in the previous race um i'm gonna go with soros um i'm gonna go with uh what was uh, independence hall but the last one is i'm i'm picking as seen on tv um as my third horse and we'll see my the only thing with that as seen on tv is does uh does he want the distance uh i'm on the fence i'm not even really that confident but I feel like that's where I'd lean towards. Tisla would be my fourth choice underneath, uh, but that'd be the top four. Uh, if Soros wins at 30 to one, you'll be hearing me screaming and yelling and shouting, especially if it was the final as the pick six, because 30 to one morning line and the investment we put in, we're getting a hundred points. We're in the Derby. Oh dude, it'd be, it'd be something else. Um, yeah. If, but, if Soros, if Soros wins, it would be, it would be crazy, especially since he lost his maiden race to Fort McHenry, who yeah. as of five, as of five minutes ago of recording this uh, podcast, just finished third at Golden Gate. So uh, it, like, it's all right. It, it's all right. American Pharaoh lost his first race too. So, you know, <laughs> oh, God. all right. Well, on that note, on that note, uh, if you made it this far, thank you for thank you for sticking with us. Uh, again, only our second episode. So give us time. Uh, let us know if you have any feedback. And uh, again, uh, I'm Vinny. And I'm Nick. And good luck in the races tomorrow on Saturday. Take care. Yep. Take care.